0: name name knowledge Welcome to this week's helping of your favorite podcast product. It's a beautiful day in this iteration of the simulation. How's your program running, Adam? All right, I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> I don't speak whatever the fuck dial-up that was. thought we'd uh, play a little game here at the beginning of the show called Who the Hell Have You Been Listening To? Okay. Um, in this game, we're going to discover a little bit about myself through questions. I guess not really questions. It's just a list of facts, and you're going to guess which ones that I have at some point in time personally believed. Oh, is this like two
1: truths and a lie but you just tell me a bunch of lies I mean it's one they're all
0: lies they're all lies oh okay yeah so it's just gonna be a little blurb and then whatever small fact I could about that blurb I guess it goes the other way fact then blurb I don't actually know what blurb means blurb it's like
1: uh, some quantity of words a blurb gotcha
0: so it would be (laughs) fact then blurb okay Alright, are you ready for the show? I'm ready. Alright, there is no such thing as a sugar rush. It's actually the placebo effect caused by being in a good mood. I say true or false now? No, that's false. So that is a true (laughs) fact. There is no such thing as a sugar rush. That is a placebo effect. Did I ever believe that there was such thing as a sugar rush? Uh, I'll say yes. Correct. I did, in fact, believe Um, my parents told me
1: when I was a kid that I couldn't have soda. And of course I was like, why? And they were like, if you drink soda, you'll bounce off the walls. And I took it very literally. And I was like, God damn, my parents, I want to be just bouncing around like flubber and they won't let me
0: (laughs) see. I did the exact opposite thing where they tell me I was bouncing off the walls, So I just ran into the walls because I also (laughs) thought that a sugar rush was real. So, I would just start acting out, because I was told about that shit. Yeah. Because lying to your children is often counterproductive. Uh, speaking of more lies to your children, carrots uh, do not give you better night vision. So, do you think that I ever believed? That carrots improve your vision? Yes. Um, I'm gonna say no. I have always believed that, oh. up until I read this shit. <laughs> Uh, It turns out that beta carotene just turns into vitamin A and is good for your physical eyes. Oh, okay. So it's one of those, like, yeah, it's good for your eyes. It doesn't, your eyes just happen to be better at vision. Um, What does that mean, though? Like the goo on your eyeball or something? No, it's like your actual physical eye. Like, so vitamin A is just good for your eye. That's, and that's what beta carotene turns into. So it's just a complete myth that, uh. It makes night vision better. Uh, The next one is... Sharks don't get cancer. Is that a thing? No. Uh, I (laughs) never once thought that that was a thing. So I'm taking it. that Okay, I never believed this. And your response to that means you've never even heard of this. Because I also had never heard of this. I mean, I
1: would have guessed that you didn't believe
0: it. Yes, but so people apparently think... Sharks don't get cancer... And it's real bad for something about cartilage being too small and uh, not swelling properly.
1: Oh, because they're like mostly cartilage with
0: their... Yeah, so they can't, like, I guess it has something more to do with like the blood flow, but they basically shouldn't be able to grow a tumor, which is not true. They just grow shark tumors. But it's like real bad for the entire uh, community of sharks because it has a bunch of cancer patients uh, that want to eat shark cartilage because they think the shark cartilage is somehow going to help their cancer. Oh, dang. So there's an entire, like, other than the joint and knee pain shark cartilage industry, there's a separate one that is peddling shark cartilage to cure cancer. (laughs)
1: Sharks (laughs) seem to have some of the worst PR, like, just misinformation and stuff about them. I mean, they do
0: only really interact with people using their teeth.
1: Well, yeah. That's the um, only time we
0: hear anything about them. The rest of the time, they're minding their own fucking business being sharks. Yeah, because,
1: like, I mean, that's an example right there, I feel like, because they're not insanely aggressive, but, like,
0: we think they are. That's, like, bad shark PR. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, we just look like uh, seals.
1: (laughs) Is there... I'm trying to think of other animals that just have, like these campaigns that really one of the things
0: that i didn't put in here that was a fact is that uh, male lions are lazy (laughs) because they don't hunt because the female lion does and apparently there's like a crazy campaign about them but they do all of the other it's the exact same argument about like a housewife yeah like it's yeah apparently they get the bad rap Dude, it's like
1: koalas, like everyone's like, oh, they're so cute and cuddly, but apparently they're like nasty as hell. No, they're
0: little mean syphilis written monsters that don't have any interest in self-preservation.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't think owls even went to college, man. (laughs) Yes, There's
0: just all these lies out there about animals. You ready for the next one? Ready. (laughs) Uh, 420 is the official police call for marijuana use.
1: Uh... Did you believe it? Yeah. I'll
0: say no. Cool. You got that one right. <laughs> um, no, I've never thought of that, nor did I ever hear of that before this list. Uh, it is, however, the L.A. County Police Code for Juvenile Disturbances. Okay. And it is the city code for, or yeah, it's a city code protecting the prohibiting of obstruction to the access of public property so huh. just putting stuff in walkways so we're like don't bogart that park man well i think it would be if t- <laughs> the only way i could think of that somebody thought that this was for marijuana is a bunch of people were standing in like a walkway and they were just like it's a 420 and they were like fuck they saw a smoking pot and really they were just in everyone's way yeah um so this next one's a little grim <laughs> But newborn babies don't feel pain.
1: I don't think there's any way you believe that. And I don't know how anyone ever did. Are you fucking kidding
0: me? You don't know this? You believe that? No. So here's the thing. No, I do believe that babies feel pain. Let's get that very clear. Right. Um, yeah, that's so what I was saying. I, it's newborn like- babies feeling pain in the United States of America was not recognized until the year 1987 when we were <laughs> born. Yep um the theory of it was first established in 1940 Dang. so in between 1940 and 1987 there was absolutely no requirement to give newborn babies anesthetic for anything and we have been doing all of the surgeries on them until that point in time with nothing that's crazy yeah that's a fucking that's one of those things that every time I'm like wow we have the balls to think we're an intelligent species 1987
1: yeah. was the same year that credit scores were invented
0: yes it was a terrible year are like oh let's make up credit scores and babies feel pain i guess well i mean <laughs> recognizing rights it's what it's all about yeah all of that was totally based on them poking babies with uh sharp things and deciding whether or not their response to that was pain yeah
1: it was just what, like they measured their crying or like.
0: They, they, they just measured loud. their reaction to newborn <laughs> yeah. babies, which was like wildly different. There's no real data on
1: it. So they're like, this is the first time we've ever observed this. <laughs> Usually we just fuck around with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one, liven it up a bit. It takes seven years to uh, digest bubblegum. Uh, I-, I think you believed that. I never believed that. Oh. <laughs> That's the first one you've gotten wrong though. Dang. Um here's one that's interesting. Bagpipes are Scottish. Did you believe it?
1: I I feel like maybe you had some weird knowledge like some insider family history so i'll say no you did not believe that
0: i absolutely did believe that oh, and i found this specifically <laughs> to find something that i didn't believe because there were too many things i believed on this list at this point god damn it you're um, hitting me with the reverse <laughs> psychologies <laughs> bagpipes are believed to have started in the third millennia bc in samaria
1: okay so like egypt area yes like and they East did dish? like
0: uh, they did the whole uh god circuit
1: Okay. So yeah, the bagpipes, yeah. the Fertile just, Crescent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's I didn't go too deep into it because it started going into a very very large rabbit hole of what is actually considered a bagpipe. But and
1: that just came from like animal organs, or i like,
0: uh, see that's what the problem became because at some point in time it ended up in Rome and they just used their cheeks, like oh. they just used like leather around so, their cheeks with two pipes what? and used that. <laughs> so they just used their mouths as bags. That sounds awesome. That's how you play the didgeridoo, kind of. Yeah. But, yeah. So, that's why I didn't read more on it, because there was about 78 more pages of, like, what is or is not considered a bagpipe. But the next one, next little question, uh, Ben Franklin wanted to put a turkey as the national seal of America. I've heard
1: that before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think I believed that? I think you believed it. Uh, I've never heard of that I was unaware that there was ever really a conversation about it Damn. and not only that he didn't want to put a turkey on there he wanted to put an image of Moses what yeah so
1: everyone got Moses and a turkey confused
0: yeah I don't it doesn't it did not clarify in the article that I read why people thought that other than it was like a patriotic thing so they were like maybe it was pushed that because he was in the turkeys, I guess. Yeah. That's the only thing that it pointed to. Uh, Walt Disney's head was cryogenically frozen when he died. I think he believes that. I 100% <laughs> believe that. And um, it is true, isn't it? No, it is not true.
1: Really? It wouldn't
0: be on this list if it was true. Uh, That's right. The first person who had their head cryogenically frozen was the year of his death. And there oh. were just two things that happened that people threw together.
1: Yeah, because Disney was real crazy about, like, if there's any way I can survive or,
0: like, come back, yes. I want to do it. Right? But, yeah, but he wasn't but actually... The
1: technology wasn't
0: around Yeah, yet. and he wasn't really uh, hands-on with his investments in any of that. That was all. He kind of just gave some people money to look shit up. Yeah. So he did end up spending some money on it, but it wasn't even money he really knew he spent. But, yeah, the guy who did get his head frozen did happen that year, and it was the first time. And I think that guy's head is still frozen, That's a completely different story because there's some dude with a bunch of fucking frozen heads in his garage.
1: So do you remember the controversy that happened in Phoenix with cryogenically frozen bodies? Was it bodies or heads? Uh, Well, it was a head. I don't know if they were like all full bodies or just heads or what, but there's a facility. I think one of the biggest facilities that does cryogenic freezing is in Phoenix, Um They have, like, some really high-profile clients. One of them was Ted Williams. He was, like, a big baseball player for the Yankees. Uh, I think he played, like, maybe 40s, 50s, not positive, but... So he's at that facility, and the controversy was that people were accessing the bodies and, like... Oh, that's not where I thought this was going. And what they did was they were playing baseball with Ted Williams' head. Oh my fucking God, that is the best
0: reason to defile a corpse I've ever heard. And thank God that's where that went. So I was a little scared. Um, No, I thought you were going to say, because there is a guy, uh, one of the companies that went, uh, or one of the companies that was freezing people's heads went bankrupt and had to close down but they're still legally contracted to keep the heads frozen. Yeah. So there's a guy who just has all of them. And, like, he's just paying for them to be frozen. He's um, like,
1: move that meatloaf. We got to keep these heads on ice. in the freezer. <laughs> it
0: was on a radio lab. I'll look it up at some point. But, all right. So the next one is Einstein failed math.
1: I've heard that before. Do you believe it? Uh, I think you probably
0: do. Yeah. I absolutely never believed that Einstein oh, yeah. failed fucking math. Yeah. Because how the hell would he become a scientist? That whole thing was started because he failed one entrance exam.
1: Yeah, I know I've heard this story, and it was like kind of on a technicality too, wasn't it? Or he was just like, "Fuck this class" or
0: something. Uh, I didn't read too deeply into it, but it was it was one part of an entrance exam. He failed the math portion of the entrance exam, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it didn't matter. Yeah, like it wasn't something that was going to weigh into his future.
1: That is pretty funny that it's it could have been like a total technicality they like, no, don't even do this part. And he's like, but I don't want to get a I zero. Just, exactly. And they're like, <laughs> right. no, but it really doesn't matter. Like, it's we just need it for the paperwork. And he's like, all right. And then huh. like 100 years later, we're like, look at this dumbass. So he failed that <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh,
0: dinosaurs and people coexisted. I don't think you believe that. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm real happy about that. <laughs> yeah. um, there was 46 million years apart in that one. Uh, Cretaceous. <laughs> so, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over with no variations, and expecting a different result. Did you believe that? Probably no. Uh, I did believe that. Well, oh. um. So here's the next part of that. It was a quote from Einstein, not the actual definition. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, it's not. I also believed that. Um, it is actually from the Narcotics Anonymous 1980s handbook to describe uh, <laughs> what it's like trying to use whatever you're addicted to and quit at the same time. Wow,
1: nice! I should have known that. I that's recently, a fucking. T-
0: I believe that until last night.
1: That that was his quote. Yeah, yeah, I believe that till really recently, and I saw someone else
0: like mention that it was misattributed. and I was like, damn, that one got me yeah this one got me twice because I thought it was the actual definition of insanity until I was probably in middle school which don't ask me why a small child wanted to know the definition of insanity but and then in middle school I used to walk around and be like that's actually Einstein idiots Um, so sorry I guess Um, here's the next one we've talked about this a couple of times Jesus invented the chair (laughs) Um, I don't think you believed it, because I doubt you'd even heard it. Correct. I did not. That was Mel Gibson in The Passion of the Christ just deciding to attribute random crap to people? Um, and I only know that because of comedian and clown Tom Walker. So the porcupines can shoot their quills. Huh. Did you believe it?
1: I I think yeah. Too many cartoons told us
0: that. No, I did not. Damn it! Because of Homeward Bound, because of the scene where he sticks his nose and gets stung in the face yeah. by the quills is burned That's Chance, into my wasn't head. It? Yeah.
1: Wasn't that their name? So it's like Shadow Chance and Missy or something.
0: See, I have the same problem. I don't remember the cat's name. Yeah, it's a little rude, and I think it might be uh Goddamn society's cat. fault that's who it is society
1: this one's worth a google
0: it's sassy not missy sassy yeah. See what i mean that's not a real good name all right so here's the last one okay daddy long legs are the most poisonous spider they just don't have fangs deep enough to bite you or big enough to bite you
1: ah oh, fuck these animal effects are hard because i'm like I don't know, you would know a lot about this or you would have just gotten the
0: wrong info. Yeah, I that's... think you yes believed that. Correct. I did believe that. <laughs> and this is one of those things that's somewhat unknown. Because two things. One, there's another species of arachnid called the daddy long legs that I had to make sure wasn't the daddy long legs that you and I are used to. Okay. Um it it's not. We have the real daddy long leg spider, the other one is just an arachnid. Oh, okay. Um, the real daddy long leg spider does have venom. If it had teeth that were too small to bite a human, it would be completely unethical to take its venom and inject it into a human being to see what it did. So that's never been done. And as for whether or not they can actually bite you, it has the same type of teeth as a brown recluse, which mm-hmm. do bite people, but it's not a hunting spider. So they don't know. There is a guy who said he got uh, bit by one, like, that forced himself, and he does a weird pain index thing. Uh, He said it was no worse than uh, Black Widow. Huh. So so why do you say it's unethical? Because it's so Because it's against the law for us to do that. It's against the code of ethics of science to inject a human with poison. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that so it's sense. just never been done. I thought you were saying, yeah, to harvest the poison. Oh, no, they can yeah. just smash that little bugger and show them <laughs> in you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was already some guy with one loaded up in a syringe, and they're like, whoa, 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 the boss is watching. Just calm down a little bit on that. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa.
1: Not the um, daddy long-leg poison.
0: Yeah, so that's it on my little quiz on who the hell have you been listening to. You get six out of 15, man. Oh, fuck. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, the whole goal of this was to show how stupid I was, but really, (laughs) you lost a quiz on somebody you've known since kindergarten, and now I'm questioning our friendship for all these years. Well, it's so hard to, I
1: mean, if it was about present day, it was like, did you believe this 20 years ago?
0: I mean, I don't know. I think (laughs) I was easy to read as a child. Anyway, that's been... uh, Who the hell have you been listening to? The only game show where the prize is finding out I'm not the flawless diamond you thought I was.
1: (laughs) I have been researching promotions gone wrong, which kind of just turned into loopholes in general. So I want to start with some funny loopholes. Have you heard of the Rain Sandwich? It's kind of a famous loophole, maybe the most famous loophole. The what sandwich? Uh, Rains sandwich. Rains, yeah. Uh, It's as in like horse reins. No, it's R A I N E S. It's a name like
0: rain apostrophe s. Rain sandwich. No, I have not heard of this person named Rain Sandwich. That sounds like an anime character. (laughs) So you may have heard of
1: it. Maybe you don't know the name. It's like um, shortly after prohibition. There were all these laws about how you could serve alcohol in New York. You could only serve
0: alcohol in a bar if you also served food. That's not just in New York. That is a current thing in this city.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, especially with COVID, people kind of used this loophole to, like, reopen their restaurants or bars. And they'd be like, "Some a place that was always just a bar, they'd be like, oh, now we serve food because <laughs> you could reopen. So that was the thing with the rain sandwich. Um they would actually use the same sandwich in the bar. They wouldn't even, like, make multiple ones. They'd just, like, pass it around between these dudes at the bar. Ah, that's funny. I
0: think <laughs> Larry's is a bar here that opens at 6 in the morning. Oh, nice. And they're only really allowed to because they saw food, and their food is one bag of chips. Yeah. It's just behind the counter.
1: Yeah, I think that is the uh, like the COVID loophole that most people were doing was like, oh, we have to have food. Here's chips. So makes sense. Um, some other like kind of food related loopholes. I tried to find good evidence on this, but it's hard. You know, it's like basically a company losing money and messing up in their promotion. But McDonald's, when they first made their app, um, in a lot of countries, they were just using QR codes. And those QR codes would expire. But if you just screenshotted it, it wouldn't. So they wait. lost like millions of dollars. So wait, I don't understand how that works. I'm not entirely sure that I do either. Um, because I thought it would be the same image. But yeah. maybe there was like a extra something on the Q- the one QR
0: page. Hey, do you know that, what like, probably happens? That QR code doesn't expire, it just doesn't generate that same one again. Yeah. So if you screenshot it, you can just walk up and say that it's the app. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. I You know I love me my scams.
1: Yeah. A funny one that uh, plagued Subway for years. Uh, They had a promotion where if you bought a $25 gift card, you would get a free 6-inch sub. The only problem was you could buy gift cards with gift cards. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So you just throw down $25, get a free sub. Next time you go in, buy a new $25 gift card with your old $25 gift card.
0: I super, super wish I had known that when I was working at Subway. That would have been the best thing ever. (laughs) I would have told everybody about that.
1: Yeah, another kind of like free money type of loophole. When, you know those golden Sacagawea coins? Yes. They, they're like a, a dollar. Uh, I think they came out in the year 2000. But when they first came out, the government was trying to get them into circulation. So they had um, deals. I don't know if deals the right word. Uh, basically, you could order uh, a bunch of these coins if you wanted to. You know, you put in your order, they'd ship them to you. You could do it like $1,000 at a time. Um, the only problem was, you know, they're sending you money. So if you had a credit card that had a reward system or cash back. Oh,
0: you could just use it until that was the amount you
1: got. <laughs> yeah. So you just buy $1,000 worth of coins, get your rewards, deposit all the coins, keep your rewards, just go buy some more. Um, it's buying money with sort of money. <laughs> yeah. So, this kind of, kind of that same mindset gets us into more of the promotion gone wrong thing. Uh, some of these have been really high profile and even been turned into movies, or like the the inspiration for movies. You know the Adam Sandler movie, Punch Drunk Love?
0: I do know that movie. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I was an angsty teenager when it came out, so I watched it very unironically.
1: yeah. That movie's actually great. I watched it recently, and it, it held up. It still up.
0: holds up. Yeah. It's not just because I was a sad teenager. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is a kind of weird side note of, like, how angsty he is and whatever. Like, that didn't even need to be in the movie, but it made it a lot better. Uh, but the the main point of the movie, um, I don't know if you remember, but it's like, this guy is basically collecting food, and if you send in barcodes, yeah, you can oh, trade
0: it. I think I know about this from NPR.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was based on a real guy. His name is David Phillips. He's a civil engineer from California. And basically, what the promotion was, this is 1999. Um, if you buy Healthy Choice products, you just had to send in 10 barcodes from Healthy Choice products, and you'd get 1,000 miles of free air travel. So, I mean, you you gotta think like if you're buying, let's say, a frozen dinner, right, which is maybe what most people know healthy choice for. In ninety nine that's probably what, maybe three, four dollars, maybe less. Probably less.
0: There's no purchase necessary on those, is there? Um Like no, you don't have to have a receipt. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think you just go to an old folks home and raid that trash can
1: yeah i mean you could do that too um but basically what this did dude did was he tried to optimize this whole deal so he you know it's basically like how can i get the most barcodes for the cheapest what he found which they stuck to in the movie was that pudding was the the most efficient because they came in packages of six and, and each, each package had, had a, a barcode on that's it. that's insane Yeah, so it basically came down to 25 cents to get a barcode. So he spent 12 grand, um, or I'm sorry, he bought 12,000 cups. He spent a little over three grand to get all that, which got him the equivalent of 1.2 million air miles, and he donated,
0: like, 75% of the pudding. I was going to say, you can't donate air miles. (laughs) Um that's cool what did he donate i would have then gone on to try and like beat the guinness world records for most pudding eden
1: so he didn't do that but he did continue to try to abuse promotions to get free travel miles and i couldn't see what he was up to in 2022 but i know as of 2017 this was like his job like he had a whole blog about like
0: oh uh, yeah that's have you ever seen like <laughs> sweepstakes people yeah <laughs> they're fucking insane isn't your sister a sweepstakes yeah, person? yeah unfortunately yeah and she wins a lot doesn't she no no she if you look at your time expenditure to your winnings right. you only talk about your big winnings and the rest of the shit you get is actually useless and actively takes up space in your real life yeah. So, no, she doesn't, and that's a real weird fucking thing. And supposedly there's a bunch of people who make a lot of money doing all of that, but I have right. seen no proof of this <laughs> other than them making their own videos about them doing it. But their houses all still look like they're filled with junk and, uh, you know, small.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it almost seems like exploiting kind of like a hoarder mentality. Almost. No, it is. That's yeah.
0: 100% exploiting addiction. Because yeah. that is gambling. Oh, yeah. Addiction. That's the same Absolutely. mechanism in your brain goes off. It's that little dopamine feed. Yeah.
1: Uh, so in a similar vein to this whole healthy choice ordeal, Hoover, the, like the vacuum... J. Edgar? Okay. <laughs> no, the vacuum company... Um, uh, so, yeah, Hoover, the vacuum comp. <laughs> Hoover, the vacuum company had a similar promotion to where if you bought a vacuum that was over $100, um, you started racking up miles, air miles. I don't know the exact conversion on this one, but it, it was a overwhelming failure for them. Um, so many people were doing it that it just, like, overwhelmed their system, and they had to start paying people a ton of
0: overtime just to deal with all the requests they were getting. Oh, so, like... <laughs> Did didn't do anything to the air side of everything. The flights were fine. It was just processing their requests for hundreds of air miles based on purchasing a $100 vacuum.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And it was because they had this certain model that was, like, I think the most popular and easily accessible model, and it was only $106. So, like, everybody just went out and bought this vacuum,
0: and it just completely... Like bogged down their system. For it's weeks. funny because I bet you most of those people couldn't go whenever their blackout dates were or whatever. Do you yeah. remember when they used to have commercials about that? Do you remember commercials? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I know the uh, like six second ones that I see on YouTube. Did you know you can you can press that little eye in the corner and say it's inappropriate to show you in three? Yeah,
1: I mostly watch them on PlayStation,
0: which I think it works the same. Yeah, yeah. side Yeah, but so Hoover. Um, you keep th- thinking you're talking about the president.
1: <laughs> the promotion actually was successful from a sales standpoint. They made thirty million dollars, um, but they lost fifty million in overtime and other overhead.
0: <laughs> That's so. my favorite thing to hear. That's probably <laughs> one of the only times that you can like really lose. That's your boss, not. Holding a calculator at work is yeah. what that is.
1: He's like, oh, this will be great. Yeah, we'll have so much work to do. And you're like, but you got to pay
0: all this overtime. and get Yeah, the that's like, <laughs> no, don't worry. He's just going to be here for an hour. And you do that times 7 million people. So I'm going to go back
1: to like loopholes a little bit. These aren't quite promotions, but like same kind of hilarious mindset. Do you know how Ted Bundy got married? this was after he was, like, arrested. Uh, I would assume
0: uh, by a groupie in prison then.
1: So that, yeah, that is the kind of person that was attracted to him. And and Ted Bundy was known for being, like, kind of a finesser and, like, somewhat good-looking women liked him. So, yeah, someone did contact him. They started writing him letters. They got to know each other. But this was while he was going through his trial, you know, a very high-profile trial. And she came to the court to attend the trial. Um, While the trial was going on, he kind of stopped the main discussion, turned to this woman, and was like, Oh, I love you so much. You know, will you marry me? And she said, Yes. And then they start going on with the trial again. And Ted Bundy, like, refers to her as his wife. And they're like, What are you talking about? And he's basically like, oh, well, we were just legally married. You guys all saw it. And they're like, huh? He's like, yeah, there's a law uh, in this state. The only thing you need for a marriage is the consent of both individuals, a courtroom, and the presence of a judge. All of that just happened. And they were like, oh, fuck. Let's look at the book. God damn it, he's married. That is a (laughs) full-on
0: Shanghai, man. Is that where the... That's got to be older. Because you hear about... uh, It's kind of a trope in like 50s, uh, I don't know what to call that, adventure movie, I guess is the nice way to put it. But when you go to another country and exploit them for having really cheap filming. Oh, but like yeah. one of the things that would happen as like a side bit would, like the doofy character would accidentally get married to somebody he was dancing with or something because <laughs> <Right>. he accidentally <laughs> completed the marriage rights. Yeah. It's also a major plot in F- Firefly. Uh, which you should uh, yeah, definitely watch Adam, who hasn't seen Firefly yet. <laughs> There's a lot of good shit I haven't Joss seen. Joss Whedon's real sad. <laughs> he calls me at night, tells me about it. Isn't he a bad guy now? I don't know. I don't <laughs> have time to keep up with everyone that's a
1: bad guy. Similar hilarious like manipulation of the system. Um, a guy in Madison, Tennessee wanted to build a swinger club. He couldn't Wait, do it. Like
0: swingers, sex, like okay, sex cool. swingers. Yeah, not uh, people who just like to swing.
1: That would like be cool. A that's dance. oh, I was thinking like on a swing, like a playground swing. Uh,
0: that's what I thought at <laughs> first, and then I was like, "There's actually something that registered in your mind as to this could actually be something else that's already there." <laughs> but yeah, I kind of think they might be the same people, so it might not matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this guy. He tried to build this swinger club in Madison, Tennessee. He submitted all the zoning documents to the city. And they told him, no, he can't build it. It was two to a school. Uh, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm
0: glad that... Usually, I don't think that governments have shit like that in mind when they are zoning. Yeah. Too many swingers, too close to the kids, man. Well, so I don't think that was
1: actually a real thing. And I think this guy kind of was like what that's a thing um I think they just caught wind of what he was doing and Tennessee being kind of a really religious state I know this town is kind of more religious I think they just weren't into it um but so what he did you know he didn't like fight it or debate it or anything what he did was he just changed the name of his company to like I didn't write that one down it was like something life church or something (laughs) Um, he modified all of his drawings of the the document that he submitted so like the rooms that were once labeled as the dungeon now were labeled the choir room you know there was like a game room that he changed it to fellowship hall so he just made a church well he resubmitted the document with all these new names on it and they were like
0: approved <laughs> that's so he didn't mean to actually turn anything into a church. He just switched the paperwork on him. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. At he still. I couldn't find out what happened to the Swinger church.
0: So it's this is probably was, still there, and he can't say anything about it out loud.
1: Yeah, it could be. This was basically the heat of this was 2017, I, and I know that he did build the club. I I'm not sure if it's still open or how successful. When you first
0: said this, I was sure this was in like 1993. <laughs> that's no. when it sounded because now it doesn't seem like it you should have a problem making a swing swingers club yeah, like anywhere.
1: And I mean, you know, I feel like most swingers kind of are more like middle aged, responsible, average kind of people, but like I
0: like that you throw responsible in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta be to be a swinger, man. You
1: well, have to I be mean, emotionally
0: that's... intelligent enough to look at your wife and say, I wanna <laughs> see you fucked by another man.
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw a picture of the guy is what I was getting at. Wait, and oh, he boy. looks like a just a very nice like sixty five year old man. Does that... he have two buttons unbuttoned
0: on his shirt? No, he was wearing a T shirt. But that's you're ruining my facade of swingers. <laughs> they all got like little little poof chest hair. And their collars <laughs> popped. Like one gold tooth, but not like real, real forward, so you automatically see it. You gotta smile real big to see it and get that creep cringe yeah yeah that's that's what's flying in my head no
1: this guy was more like you know would come and knock on your door in the middle of the day and you're like hey what's up man And he's like do you need me to mow your lawn and you're like what you're like you're 60 if anything i should be mowing your lawn like that's That's... what this guy looked like (laughs) okay um let's see oh so another (laughs) hilarious promotion that people just abused In the 70s, the airline industry was, like, at threat of just being kind of completely shut down, at least as far as available to the public. Like, just these airlines were struggling, you know, it was kind of an economic downturn.
0: Yeah, didn't they have, like, the same problem of Greyhound? Where it's like they couldn't afford to fly the planes with as few people as were on them, so they weren't sending planes out unless there were enough people? Yeah, I think that was it. I Cause that's think, what killed Greyhounds. Was yeah. They just were sending buses out with one guy on them for, I think, three or four years. And then somebody informed them that gas is more expensive than they think.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that was part of the issue. Um, that This is like one of the first uh, plane hijackings were happening, too. Like, I don't know if you remember this. Like I remember lots of these
0: because I romanticized this era because I would have stolen me a plane so hard back then. Yeah. You used to be able to do it with, like, a lunch bag. Yeah. Now if you say anything like that, you might get thrown out of the plane, like, with full support <laughs> of everybody on the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy now how, like even the passengers will gang up like that lady that they duct taped to the seat got fined for like 80 grand. Yes. Personally,
0: I think that is the right way to deal with somebody on a flying. Oh, tube. me too. Yeah. Like everybody should be on the same team of, uh, let's pacify this person as quickly as possible and make sure no one gets hurt. But I still really would have been like the, the part of me that wanted to be a con man when I was a kid, like really, really wants to smooth talk a plane off of a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, no, there's. I poisoned everybody on this plane and the antidotes in this lunch bag I have here. And then, like, while everybody is freaking the hell out, just fill it with Tic Tacs, pass out Tic Tacs to everybody and be like, it's cool, don't worry, you'll feel a little tired, placebo. When when we land, just get off, I'll take off, and uh, don't follow me. And then I have a plane. What I do with it is, you know, probably crash it, but... I'll at least have died doing what I loved, tricking people out of planes. <laughs> Wasn't there that kid that stole a plane? Oh, there was a kid that went on a joyride across, I don't remember how much of the country. This was when I first moved to uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, he got, I want to say six planes yeah, it was before they caught the- him
1: like Puget Sound or something. Was that the Barefoot Bandit? Same kid?
0: I have no idea what the guy's name was. I got all of this information through like farmers because they were legitimately scared cuz he was stealing like farming planes. He wasn't going to big airports. Right, yeah, it was like it, prop planes. So they were all real worried that he was just going to show up out of nowhere cuz he can fly. Yeah. And steal their planes. But yeah, I was rooting for him the whole time. And the sentiment really was kind of just like, he's just a silly guy. Yeah, they knew he
1: was a kid, and they knew it was like a fun thing. Yeah, the Barefoot Bandit, that was him. And it was, uh, I think, Puget Sound, or Washington area. It's Yeah, Mount Vernon, Washington is where he grew up.
0: Anyways... Yeah, um, we allow some weird things to be legal sometimes <laughs> did he actually get in trouble for that oh
1: yeah he did for sure uh, let's see July 11th 2010 more was captured uh, there was a $10,000 bounty on
0: him that's pretty low for somebody who's stealing planes
1: three months in
0: jail is what he got so see? yeah pretty So lean. he got like a slap on the wrist for like that's more than you get for stealing or less than you get for stealing a car Yeah, if you steal a car that's a serious serious crime like I'm assuming that he got felony and they just gave him three months because if he's on like felony probation that whole time
1: oh that was just one of his charges too it looks like he got multiple years so that was all 2010 was his sentencing and it looks like in 2016 he was released on probation so it seems like he did about six years for it okay I was gonna say
0: sometimes we just let uh, some people commit crimes like yeah. the kid in tucson who stole the koalas to bring up koalas again uh he got in zero trouble because he stole them for his girlfriend <laughs> like so he broke into the zoo and I want to say they found out it wasn't hard to break into the zoo so there is kind of some deflection on whether or not he was a hardened criminal there but he yeah. stole two koalas this is when we were both living in tucson yeah and he was found, like, two days later with both of them in, in those, like, giant, tough trash cans, like, just hanging off the side with just a stick of random eucalyptus out. <laughs> and he was like, I stole them because my girlfriend was mad at me. And he had all charges dropped.
1: They're like, that's cute. Yeah, we'll they were just about like, it. that's
0: adorable. We'll completely set a bad example. Remember, <laughs> kids, you can steal as many animals as you want so long as you say they're for your girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Um. So, yeah, we we're talking about all this airline stuff. Um, to get back to the point, airline industry struggling late seventies, early eighties. American Airlines to try to kickstart their industry again offered a deal: if you paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you could fly forever. Whatever you, like, anywhere you want it, anytime, doesn't matter. Like, you just have a free pass onto a plane, basically.
0: All-you-can-eat buffet flight?
1: Yeah. I feel like even better, though, because it's, like, all-you-can-eat buffet, but, like, any buffet that you walk into ever. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, on top of this being kind of an insane deal in the first place, yeah, uh, you could also add a companion for an additional hundred and fifty grand. So that's just a cheaper version of the same thing.
0: <laughs> what is that 150 grand in nowadays money?
1: I'm not sure, so 250 was about 700 grand.
0: So that yeah,
1: so 150 grand in 1980 would be almost $550,000. So it's, I,
0: I kind of think they might still do that deal.
1: Well, it ended up being a huge mistake for them. So Yes,
0: because people don't die as quickly as they thought, apparently.
1: So there's a handful of things that made it dumb. The biggest one is like why would you be able to add a companion for 150 grand? That's insane. Like 250 grand is gonna screw your company over and you're just throwing in a hundred and fifty grand option. Um, you could also after you bought this pass, you still got loyalty miles? <laughs> so it's like you could rack up miles on the free flights that you were flying and then gift those to other people another thing that they weren't counting on was people would just band together and essentially like invest in a past together um, because there were limitations on like who was buying the ticket but you could just buy the
0: ticket and give
1: it to someone else
0: yeah pre-terrorist uh, organization world
1: yeah So, just groups of people would get together and buy this thing and just pass it around. They actually, because this kind of screwed their company over so hard, they investigated people potentially abusing it and they didn't even find anyone like breaking the rules until like 2007.
0: Wait, this was still going on in 2007, or are these just people no, these who are have people the that... residual hold on to, okay, and they yeah. still were honoring it? Well, good on them for sucking on their mistake.
1: <laughs> well, he was committing some kind of fraud, too. He was, like, doubling up. It wasn't just, like, like, you can still have the past. There are people out there. There's a lot of people out there that still have the past. Yeah,
0: because you'd be insane to have not done that if yeah. you had the money to. Granted, that's...
1: And so American Airlines is, like, making the effort, like, this shit is fucking us so hard. Like, anyone that uses this shit, look into it and make sure it's not fraud.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would have had that going, like, day one. I think
1: they did, but the, it took them, like, 30 years to even find it. I think they were well, kind of like, God like damn it, they must be doing something. And they were like, no, this is just us messing up. <laughs> yeah,
0: you also have to look at, like, the, the type of person looking for the fraud. Like, that fraud wasn't a normal type of fraud, so no one really knew what they were looking for until they found it. Yeah. So,
1: another big promotion by a huge company, McDonald's again, that really went wrong. Uh, They did a promotion for the 84 Olympics. Ooh. It was in L.A., so it was a big opportunity for them. You know, what's happening in the world in 1984? cold
0: war i mean there was that whole thing about big brother and shit right uh yeah yeah Yeah, 1984 right newspeak that's when they invented texting i believe texting was invented no that's just my joke on newspeak newspeak (laughs) from 1984 is just texting but anyway bad jokes aside
1: (laughs) yeah so 84 uh you know cold war is going strong and in the Olympics, there was actually a Soviet boycott, right? So keep that in mind. Now, the McDonald's promotion was similar to other McDonald's promotions, like the Monopoly thing. You buy an item it'd have a pull tab on it. You pull it off and it would list the name of a, an Olympic event, right? So it'd be like 100 meter freestyle swimming or something. And then you would watch the Olympics if America got a medal in 100 meter freestyle, then you would get free food. Sounds like a decent gamble. Right. I think in any other year it would make a lot of sense. But because there is a Soviet boycott going on, and this is the whole USSR at this point, not yeah. just Russia. So you have to think all these Eastern European countries, everything, are not participating. So this is, like, by far the most successful Olympics for America. Uh, They ended up winning 174 medals, so McDonald's just lost a shitload of money because America couldn't stop winning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, well, good. I hope that that did a decent dent in the structure that they have that is failing right now. I'm sure McDonald's
1: has even more of these promotions, but it's funny that, like, two of the big ones that I found were...
0: Well, I remember there used to be a lot of ways to abuse the Monopoly game. To the extent where by the end of the original Monopoly game, where because you just used to have to find little pieces and the prizes were pretty straightforward. Yeah. You can get them. There's a whole Um,
1: documentary about that. Yeah,
0: they start allowing just normal people to put the sleeves in the thing. So like the sleeve of cups, you had to like go get a manager or whatever. Cause that was always my thing when I was little is every once in a while, I'd be like, Hey, give me one of those extra cups. And they just would. Yeah. And by the end of it, people were stealing truckfuls of those things.
1: Well, so that's not how it went wrong in the end though. What went wrong was the guy who was responsible for printing the winning pieces He didn't take them for himself, but he set up this elaborate system to where he could control where they would go. And it would be people that were, like, super loosely related to him. So it'd be, like, his aunt's friend or something. And so he would work with them and, like, funnel the piece to them. And they would have a little group that they would, like, split the money out across but it was like it wasn't just people grabbing extra shit. It was like they knew where the winning piece was. Yeah,
0: for the money. Yeah. But there were still people just like Oh, right, for stealing all the other the crap prizes. Out of them. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about us poor people, not the geniuses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a super nice plan, and that guy's only real problem was involving more than three people. I think his only yeah,
1: I mean that is part of it. His big mistake was he pulled it off like three times and never would have got caught and then he's like we should do it like 10 times and got caught on like the 10th time
0: yeah that's (laughs) comfortability in crimes man yeah have you heard about the pepsi fighter jet i mean i feel as though i've seen a fighter jet with pepsi logo on it yeah seems like a 1997 thing in my head
1: it was very 90s um I think it might have actually been 97. Uh, the the resulting lawsuit was 99. So. <laughs> Good. Continue. Um, this is another point situation, right? Like, oh, drink Pepsi, collect points if you send us your points. We'll... I remember Pepsi points. My mother is a fanatic. Yeah. Um, so they had a commercial that was advertising this, right? They're like, oh, 75 points, we'll send you a shirt. At the end of the commercial... They show a, a young man, a college-age student, flying into his college campus on a Harrier jet. I now remember
0: this commercial.
1: Yeah, and he hops out, and he's like, sure beats taking the bus, ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Which is important for the lawsuit. That's why I mention it. <laughs> um, and then they show, you know, as he hops out of the jet in the commercial, they're like, 7 million points, Harrier fighter jet. Uh, so this guy... What is his name? John Leonard. He sees this commercial. He's a college student at the time, I think a business student, and he immediately gets on the phone and tries to start organizing investors to raise money to get enough Pepsi points. He finds out, you know, you can get points just from buying Pepsi products, obviously, I think it was like five points uh, for a Pepsi. And then like if you bought a 12 pack, you'd get like 10 points for each can, whatever. So they have this whole system. But you can also just straight up buy the points. You don't have to, you know, buy a soda and get five points. Like, So the exchange rate was you could buy one Pepsi point for 10 cents. So $7 million pepsi points to get a jet he's like that's seven hundred thousand dollars
0: that is much cheaper than a jet
1: (laughs) yeah the jet is valued at 33 million yeah at the time so he's like sick i'm gonna get investors this is all i need to tell them like they're gonna do it and they did immediately um so it's interesting like i mean if you had all this information how would you have got the jet
0: I would have gotten all of the money together first and made sure that I had overextended myself to the point where I could sue the living shit out of them <laughs> when they decided that I wasn't getting a jet.
1: So would you you know buy all the points? Would you be like, hey, send me the points and then give them the points? Would you buy I would
0: I would have at some point in time gathered the points completely separate to have talked talking to them. And then I would have sprung it on them all at once because they are already like we're not we don't have a lot of uh, consumer deal protection in this country.
1: Yep. So I would have done the same thing. I don't know if I would have thought about it beforehand and John Leonard didn't. So what he did was he just sent Pepsi a certified check for seven hundred thousand eight dollars and fifty cents. Uh, which, you know, just covered all of the uh, other extraneous costs. And he's like, here's a check for $700,000. That should be enough for the points. Send me my jet, please.
0: That was a bad way to do that. (laughs) That's not a good way to pressure them into giving you a jet with legal threat.
1: Yeah. Oh, and so the funny thing, too, was he had 15 points of his own. So he only had to buy, like six million nine hundred ninety nine (laughs) thousand nine hundred and eighty five points so that extra money was actually the ten dollar shipping and handling fee oh really (laughs) that extra 850 (laughs) Um, isn't it its own shipping and handling it's a jet i think for the points the shipping and handling was for the points but the points aren't physical. Yeah, that's true. He didn't even have the points yet, so well, I don't, Maybe it was just not, to mail the certified check. Well, it probably uh,
0: said shipping and handling on it. Probably had a flat rate because they do that a lot back then.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, obviously Pepsi is like, well, we shouldn't. We don't even have a jet.
0: A, <laughs> We're Pepsi one hundred percent has a jet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so that became a point of contention. Actually, was like, just give court. me one of yours. No, the court almost went through like this thought experiment of like, all right, let's say this guy wins, is he gonna actually get the jet? Should he be able to have a jet?
0: price? (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I think legally he's allowed to have a jet so long as it doesn't have weapons on it. Like you're allowed to own whatever plane you want. Whether or not you can fly it is a different matter. Like I can go and buy a Cessna, but they just won't let me like fly it because i don't know how
1: so i mean i think it is an interesting question i don't think they came to a 100 percent answer but basically some government official i forget to i forgot to write down their name came to the trial and was like no a civilian is not allowed to own and operate this like even if pepsi had the jet which they don't because we have inventory of everyone that has this jet you, no way
0: would we allow them to give it to a person. That's so they own their fucking jet after they sold it?
1: They never had
0: the jet. Yeah, I know, but so the only way that they could say that they wouldn't this is the whole consumer laws in this country that I don't understand. Um the product is already purchased. This company doesn't have any rights over the product. It's gone. Yeah. They don't he can't be like, "Hey, no way would we let him have it because it's not theirs to let him have.
1: I think it became an issue of a civilian possessing an instrument of war. Yeah, but it they wasn't can strip an it down. issue.
0: In this state that we're in, it's legal to own a tiger tank so long as you take out all of the tank parts. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, I bet you that there was some weird caveat where the guy was like, yeah, well, if you render it completely useless, they can have it. Because <laughs> that's. That's what I would do at the end. I'd be like, cool, give me the jet. Completely gut it. I'm going to turn it into a tree house. That
1: would be sick, but he, I mean, this was an investment thing, so I bet it yeah, wouldn't be worth
0: 30 people being real upset. <laughs> yeah. We paid about $20,000 a piece for your clubhouse. Like, no, it's fine, man. My mom's going to make us brownies on Saturdays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, it, basically that those were the two kind of big points. Well, I guess three big points was, like, you don't actually have the points, right? Like, you gave the money to get the points, so that was part of the issue. Then it was, like, are you even allowed to have this thing if it comes into existence? And then there was also the argument of no reasonable person could have believed this ad.
0: That's not true.
1: I know, which I think is a total bullshit argument. And I think actions that Pepsi took after prove that they kind of thought someone would believe it. They changed the commercial after this whole thing. Directly to, after it? Yeah, to where it, it now said 700 million points. And they added a little disclaimer. So there's no disclaimer in the beginning that was like, you know, yeah, the Harrier Jet is not a real prize. So, like, they added a little disclaimer and they changed it to 700 million points.
0: Do you still have your calculator up? What's 700 million points equal three cents a piece?
1: Uh, 70 million, because it's 10 cents. Yeah, yeah.
0: so it's still way cheaper than three? Oh, uh, no, it, it... Oh, no, okay, it was $3, 70.
1: Yeah, so it would okay. have been, like, double price, basically. So, they go into some of the arguments, and I kind of think they're such bullshit Uh, so we're both
0: on the side of this guy should get his fucking jet right he should like whether or not it's a good idea is beside the point this guy has the money he there's a loophole for him to get the points he should have a damn jet
1: yeah or at the very least they need to admit that their argument was total bullshit and just be like yeah you're right but you can't have a jet so sorry and here's like a bunch of money (laughs)
0: i i think that the break even in that Could be, we'll repay your investors for you. Here's the shell of a jet that you can put (laughs) in your backyard as a really cool treehouse. Yeah. Um,
1: But the arguments were so funny, they were like, well, no reasonable person could believe this. And one of the arguments was, um, well, so this kid flew it into a college campus, right? But college campuses don't have adequate landing for jets. And it's like... Yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of the times, but it's also like, yeah, but it's but, also a
0: commercial. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but this that's the scenario. same argument as like, you know, it's a commercial, so you know that's not real. So why would you? Yeah, they're trying to basically, they're trying to make that little <laughs> logic loophole of well, you can't suspend disbelief over one thing without just suspending disbelief over the entirety of it. Right. And at that, I have to say. I still believe that the presents I got on Christmas were real, even after I found out Santa was not. (laughs) Yeah. You and I, Adam, have been saying the word like, like we're uh, Alicia Silverstone in 1995, (laughs) and I would just like to get ahead of this. We vow to say like less often, and we are sorry. We know we're new to this, Um and if we don't stop doing it, that's your fault. And victim blaming is not even a thing, so I don't know what you're complaining about.
1: Anything you got? <laughs> I think that's like all for me, like this time.
0: Alright, well have fun with your schwill. Peace.
1: In situations like that, I think
0: more of What a good thing. I found it in an old stasis box. Sounded like some old pre-lock bullshit. They still had Thursdays for fuck's sake. Not the the player. It's recorded. It's got a nice screen, but it's gotta be at least 200 years old. Mm, but if it transmits, it might be just what the boss is looking for. Fine, bring it. But find something a little less milk toast to listen to on the way back.